Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. And I'm your host, Dave Kane. Business owners everywhere struggle with employee recruiting and retention and have to make companies stand out from the competition. They've got strategies to deal with the talent gap, to get new job candidates through the door, and retain these key employees. In the past, the term golden handcuffs was used to refer to the financial incentives employers offered to key employees to encourage them to stay with the company. And today, with so many businesses competing for top talent, I have to wonder how many businesses are using this technique and whether it's successful. Never mind, we got the answers for you guys. Kevin Monahan, owner of Intuitive Compensation Group out of Charlotte, North Carolina, is back with us on this week's episode of Unsuitable on Ray Radio to talk about the concept of golden handcuffs and whether or not they help or hurt employee retention. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to last week's episode with Kevin, we recommend it, especially if you own, work in, or stand to inherit a family-owned business. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Kevin. Thank you. You're, it's been a week, but your voice still sounds raspy. Well, you know, it takes a while to get uh, get better. So, uh, you know, thanks for coming back uh, to Ohio. Well, you know, <laughs> thank you for having me. You got those uh, frequent flyer miles uh, yes, from Charlotte. Was, uh, yep. The hope between booking the hotel and the flights, it was. Seems like I just saw you yeah. a few minutes ago. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about Intuitive Compensation Group. <laughs> Sure. What do we got going on? Give me the elevator speech. You're an entrepreneur. Sure. So we work with business owners who've got that all-star employee. So somebody who who helps add to the bottom line, somebody who helps with the culture, can help run the business when you're not there, is valuable to the organization, whether you keep it, sell it, want to transfer it. And, you, and because of that, you're worried that you're going to lose them. They're going to go to a competitor or they're going to get unhappy and... and start their own firm because they, they don't think you gave them enough control or so forth. So our solutions help business owners work together to explore compensation structures that create a win-win between the two. You know, in our opening, we always talk about think outside the box. You guys bring out-of-the-box situations and solutions. I bring the box. I bring you a bring new a, box. You bring the big box <laughs> and here we go. So I want to start this out. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about compensation uh, incentives, but um, let's start with how do business owners really think about compensation? Sure. So we we always say that there's six pillars of compensation. There is uh, there's pay, and this is going to include no matter what your business is. It might be commission based. It might be pay and salary. It might be bonuses and incentives. So all under the the pay structure. Then we have benefits. So as companies, we either have benefits or we don't. We don't see too many people leaving one firm saying, hey, they match 5% down the street, only 4% here. Uh, so you either have them or you don't. If you have group life, and great. If you don't, it's just a cost to them. It kind of falls back in, into pay. Do you offer health insurance or not? The most common ones are going to be equity. So that's the third pillar or profit sharing plans. So equity is, is a very difficult decision to make. And too many people go here 
too quickly. So the positive to equity is it's easy to give away. The negative is it's very difficult to, to get back. So one of my favorite books was The Richest Man in Babylon. They say, be wary of endeavors that subject you to another man's burdens. So you don't know what's going to happen to this, this younger employee. And if we've seen law firms where they've given 40% and put the name on the building, and that person has still left. And now I can't imagine a worse scenario than training somebody up who now owns 100% of their own firm with your processes, your skill set, and still owns 40% of yours. It makes the K1 distributions interesting. Yes, yes <laughs> so it you does. Lose it. Yeah, you yeah. lose that ability. Uh, so people just decided to go to the fourth pillar, which was profit-sharing plans. And profit-sharing plan ha- is, is the best intention, and it sounds the best. It goes something like this. If I'm making more money, Dave, I'll share it with you. And it, it feels like it should be good and easy. The problem is, is that you as a business owner have to make business decisions that may not align with the profit sharing plan. So we've see, we hear it all the time from key employees as they have a good year and the owner shows up in a new F-150 and it was kind of like, wait, that was bought on the business. I was supposed to have oh, a, yeah. that affects the profit sharing plan. So what you've done is you've actually dinged every time you go to lunch or you go on vacation and you mixed business and pleasure and you're writing off some of it, it now becomes their point of, of, they don't have any control and it becomes their point of disgruntledness, if you will, that, that starts planting a seed. So it really backfires on people. There was a, the fifth pillar was invented, not really invented, but became popular by private equity in, in the past couple of years, which was phantom, phantom stock or phantom equity. Right. It was designed to solve the problem of giving away equity. It's like you own equity, but you don't really own it. And usually the- Kind of, sort of. Right. So if you leave, not, there's, you don't have that problem of how do we get it back? Or if they go through a divorce, you don't have a new partner who's the, the wife and they're, you know, these types of scenarios, other people's burdens. So phantom stock was supposed to come along. The problem is, is that the triggering mechanism for phantom, phantom equity is typically selling the business. So we've seen a lot of people who they communicate, we're going to give you 10% stock and we're going to try and sell this in five years. What happens as a business owner, though, is sometimes it makes it doesn't make sense to sell it. So now all of a sudden, there was nothing there, and they just it's five years of their time and no payoff. So you know it's not fair. The other one is if you're going to sell a company, and this is where a private equity who invented the beast is now backtracking on it a little bit, which is who wants to buy a business where the key employees just won the lottery? Uh, people who are coming in and hustling and staying late are now strolling in at 10 and leaving before the traffic to go to their lake house. So it's, it, we, we had a scenario where there was a family-owned business and the son had a 30% pre, uh, phantom stock. They sold it for 70-some-odd million dollars. He was supposed to stay on and run, said, yep, yep, yep. He got the check and gone. So phantom equity- What's the sports car? He, he disappeared as well. <laughs> so maybe- Off the so, grid. Yeah, off, off the grid. And, and, and that's the downside to, to that uh, pillar. So, and then there's the sixth pillar, which is where we come in and, and, and help business owners understand structures such as 162 leverage bonus, executive bonus, double bonus, uh, SERPs, very split dollar plans, very what would seem to be a combination of legal, CPA, and, and insurance work. We, we try to make people understand this. And so having kind of run through some of the positives and, and negatives to each of the Pillars of compensation. Um, if it's okay, I'll share a national story with you, and then sure. we can dive into. We love stories, okay? Because I have questions. I got all kinds of questions for you. <laughs> all right, good. So we use, uh, and I know I'm in Ohio State Nation here, but we use Jim Jim Harbaugh's 
we use Jim Harbaugh's example of at the University of Michigan. So we Jim, don't talk about uh, so, team up north here in Columbus. So, should I, is there a code word I should use? Yeah, no, the team. No. Good story. The Michigan University. No, but we'll go to. Uh, oh, I'm getting glares. So we'll go to. I'll take his story. He went to San Francisco 49ers and he took a non-contending team. And in two years, he made them a playoff contender. Just like a manager or a salesperson or a a key, any type of key person within an organization. Now, all of a sudden you want that person to stay. But the San Francisco 49ers didn't have anything to keep them. So just when they thought things were going good, like a lot of business owners, that person was, went out the door and uh, and the magic was gone. And what happened was University of Michigan came in and they said, hey, we want we want you to come on board with us, but we want to make sure that we're doing something to help incentivize you to stay here with us. So what they did was they said this, we'll make you the highest paid coach out there, but we're going to do it in a unique way. We'll pay you $5 million in salary. I mean, I hope to have these conversations one day. We'll pay $5 million, yeah, $5 million in salary. Uh, but what we're going to, that doesn't make him the highest paid. Then what we're going to do is we're going to take $4 million and we're going to loan it into a bucket between us. And, and we help people structure these. They're done with CPAs and they're done with attorneys as well on various ways of structuring them. But it works something like this. We, we'll put $4 million in here this year, $4 million in next year. Now, if he leaves and he walks away, the University of Michigan gets the, eight, the, the bucket back, whatever the value is of that bucket at that time. So I always say this on, uh, at this point, how many business owners there would pay their employees more if they knew that if they left, they could get it back? So that was the kind of the retain is that there's yeah, a bucket building out yeah, there. Yeah. But that doesn't make them want to be productive or inspire them to do great things. So the nice part is, is they said, you know what, after you coach here for 10 years, this bucket becomes yours. Now, when you do this, and always consult with your CPA firm, I, I know a great guy <laughs> to, uh, who can help, but always, always consort with your um, CPA on these. But in 10 years, when this bucket comes over to you, uh, this is going to be taxable. Now, if during your tenure, you win a, or you qualify for the top four champion, or you win two top 10 bowl games, we could bonus you the money out to pay the, the taxes on that. So you've got the retain, inspire, and reward aspect to a package that creates a win-win between two yeah. people. Incentive, big time incentive, yeah. I mean, correct. Yeah. And so while that's a national example, we're seeing it for, you know, just in this day and age, it is so simple for somebody to take a computer, get an internet connection at Starbucks. I, every time I go in, I see somebody who's starting a business just sitting in the corner running it. It's so easy to spin off these days that compensation almost has to keep up with, with the times to say, hey, how do we retain, inspire, and reward you within our organization? And how do we give you clarity but make it fair for both sides? Because right. nobody wants to overpay and nobody wants to, be, nobody wants to make mistakes, but they need clarity on what working together looks like going forward. You know, we, we talked in uh, kind of the opening uh, phantom stock. A private equity, 162, double bonus. By the way, I want a double bonus. I Does, don't know what that is. I think I know what that good, is. It sounds it? good. CPA but, uh, attorney. <laughs> you know, those are terms that, you know, as I kind of listen, I thought, wow, that uh, you guys work with big companies, huge companies. I know that's not the fact. You're taking these concepts and bringing them down to... Uh, Startups. Closely held business, startups, you name it. Yeah. So, and it, not even not just startups, but from really, we're seeing it in in companies under five five hundred million in revenue. But we get we get a lot from just startups, and we always say this: key employees, even partnerships, is is you're going to have compensation come up as 
as an issue. So for most of the time that we're seeing key employees is that somebody has, a company has brought on, and it could be could be doing $200,000 a year, but they brought on somebody who's very important to the organization. And if that person left, the business owner would have to stop growth mode and go back to then serving this position. And that could be in a small business, an 18 month process to find and train and, re- and replace to get back to where they were. And time being of the essence, it's, it's very important to address incentivizing that person to, to remain there. And so we get you know, five-person companies that that have a key person, three-person company we did the other day. So you get these companies that have somebody who's important to the organization and they know that there's a lot more things out there. They know a lot of times they're underpaid compared to where they should be, but they like the energy. They like the bill. Right, they like this. Right. And too many business owners wait until it's too late. They wait until the growth has happened They've been visionary, so they've made all these promises of, oh, when we get here, we, we'll do this or we'll expand and you'll get this and you'll get that. And those become promises that are now being unfulfilled while a business owner breathes a sigh of relief, invests in something else, catches up on the four years of vacations he hasn't had with his family, buys that, moves into that school district he wants to. And the key employee is sitting there going, you know, I helped build this. And, and so you, from a young company to just a very mature company with hundreds of employees, saying, if these three people left right now, it would lower the value of the company right. and I want yeah. a position yeah. for sale. Yeah. I, I want to sell, but I need to do something that's fair for everybody. And so did I answer kind of the range sure. that we... Yeah, yeah. I think what uh, you guys specialize is is taking these, um, what I'll call them big company uh, concepts, uh, maybe publicly traded company or the larger company concepts and bringing them back to smaller, closely held family businesses, generational businesses. These are concepts that work in businesses of any size and shape. Correct. Uh, the, the, ish, the difference of what you just said there was the bigger companies have some advantages, which is liquidity. So if, if I'm a publicly traded big company, then I, can, I, can, I have a lot more options. But you know, with K1 and S-Corps, you can't really create you know, share classes and, and have the liquidity and have a trade. I mean, I was, when I was the key employee over in China, I had 10%. I couldn't sell it. And nobody wanted to buy it from me. In fact, the new guys, even if I wanted to sell it, they wanted it the same way I got it, which was just, I got it for being there. You know, let's talk about the value of retaining your talent. You know, we know whether it's uh, your industry, our industry, retaining talent is big. Finding talent is big. So if you have a company that has these plans in place and is retaining their talent, did I just increase the value of my business? Could be. That's a fastball right down the middle. Yeah, I know. We're we're working on this. I have to be careful of of compliance statements to to promise that it will increase the value of the business. But the incent, you're right. The logic is there, which is if the if key employees are happy and working in a business and have something that they're working on that that will benefit them, like Jim Harbaugh, if an ownership changed, if 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 the owner removed himself from the business, if the owner sold the business, then theoretically it doesn't affect and there was a lot of clarity in it for the key person yeah. in there. And would somebody pay a premium for that? My logic and, and a lot of logic that we, we see out there says, says yes, but it doesn't mean it's going yeah. to be the case. Well, staying on the right side of the compliance issue and <laughs> we get that is, uh, we'll, we'll bail you out here, is uh, it's certainly a positive for the company. Uh, going forward and, and retaining more talent, better talent, keeping talent. Yeah, and I think the, what we bring out of the process is, is really an, a working together. So it's not just keeping the talent, it's, it's exploring what's, 
what's in it for the talent? I mean, they're putting their time and effort in coming into it. And how do you create something that can can help that person? Because they're working and they, they may have a family, they may have something that they're working towards. We always say that when when trying to structure something with a key employee, a business owner wants to. So they'll make big statements sometimes if they're a visionary leader. They don't have to be. I'm a visionary leader, so I always think everybody does. But it, what they really want to do is boil down to um, a process because a business owner can't go up to the key employee and go, are you thinking of leaving? Are you thinking of starting your own company? They're not going to get that answer. And so what what we've done is is we've created a process that my experience as a key employee, uh, we relate, we share with them and we tell them why these conflicts exist and we get them to to kind of open up. So we'll get a business owner saying they really care about retirement or they they really want this. And by the time we finished talking to them, it was something completely out of left field uh, from adoption to giving to charity to way, way different than any conversation they've had before. Some people are right. very open, but not everybody. And so when people are very open, then it's it's usually easy to hone right in on what it is. When it's a surprise, though, it's even funner because now they know. And that and that's kind of a cool experience to share between an, uh, an owner and somebody who's helped, helped them the, the, the entire way. One of the things we talked about uh, earlier uh, today was the uh, disconnect between business owners and employees and, and what is important in regarding to compensation and benefit package. As the owner, I may think, hey, that profit sharing, that 401k, that's uh, important, but that may not be the most important thing yeah. to the employees. So how does your company get in and kind of work through that and find out what's, what's going on? So we clearly define to them the rules of our conversation, what's going to come out and, and what can be shared and what can't be shared. Uh, our company, not only reputation-wise, but even disclosure-wise, you know, we can't share anything we don't have permission for. So when we get when we work to some with people, we tell them the rules, and then we're able to find out. Now, on that note, what's interesting is sometimes we find out things that that we get excited about because we go, "Man, we can really help these these two work together." Sometimes we find out intentions that weren't on the table, and now we've we've got to do it. So we've had scenarios where like a dentistry group where we're hoping that this was going to be the dentist of the future and that they're going to stay and we get on them. And again, having these conversations all the time, they're not, when they're not reacting away, I know how to call it out. So we will, you know, and it comes out. So when it, when we're able to dive into what's in it for them or their why or, or how things work in their mind and what they're, what they're driven towards, when we find out we can address it. And even if it's a tough scenario, we always are in very encouraging that, listen, you want to go within a year. And this wasn't going right. to be something that anybody thought was going to come out of these conversations. But we're a big fan of, of honesty is the best form of policy. And then we help them structure how to bring it back to see if you can create a, a better environment. A business owner is better for knowing, even if it's going to be an exit, than anything else. And that they can still put together, it might not be our pillar of compensation, but they can still work out a bonus structure for you to help find a replacement during that time, to be aware of it. And, and what, before we even talk to the key employee, we make sure that the business owner go, you know, we have the question, what happens if I find out that he wants to leave? You know, what does that look like for you? Right. And so, right. so have... Hearing these these company stories and both sides of the story, we always say this, one person can't serve two masters. And so my role is to come in, 
80% psychology, if you will, comedy leading the way, is to come in and and play that role temporarily and then put numbers between two people that make sense for them to, to work better. And we help educate them on what those structures can look like and the professionals who can help put it in place and what our role would be. Let's talk about, switch gears a little bit about maybe a little sensitive topic, but how do you promote the entrepreneurial spirit in a company among the employees, you know, specifically the key employees? Got any... Any words of wisdom? So I'm sure you do. Yes, it, and I it don't de- think you've been it, for a loss of words yet. Have I you? know, I know. It's uh, never have been, but it's. I would say this: it depends on what the end goal is. So, if the end goal is to bring somebody on as a partner, is not to give them equity right away, but to give them a choice and say, "Hey, we're going to do a compensation package, package that, in the future, gives us a way for you to onboard." has some protections against you working hard and increasing the value of the business and then having to to buy us out. So has some protections in place for that. Has some has a solution for what if you don't want to buy it into the future? What if you're in the magazine or newspaper industry and the industry goes is looks like it's going to go away in the future and you don't want to buy in? What's fair for everybody and how do you position that? To a, to a key employee so that everybody can can be on the same page, can be incentivized. Um, and if things don't turn out the way everybody wants, and it could be from the business owner side who needs to make a tough decision and fire somebody, or on the employee side, and free will still exists. You can have a golden handcuff in place, but free will still is out there. If they do leave, that everybody knows where they stand and it was fair during the time and we can only make the best decisions today so that in the future we can position ourselves if we have to make great, if, if everything comes true or if we have to make tough decisions. Yeah. Let me do a little commercial for you guys. Is that on the right side of compliance? Yes. I don't, I don't want yeah. to get in trouble here. Just keep it simple. <laughs> keep, it, keep it simple. You know, look, these are, um, these are tough decisions and there's no plug and play solution. But, you know, as a business owner and listener, if, um, you know, I want to have a chat with you, what's the, what's the best way? How do I get a hold of you guys just to, just to have a conversation, tell my story? Sure. The, the, best, the best way to get a hold of us is go to our website, which is intuitivecompensation.com. You can get a little bit more information there. We've got, we can't do testimonials as an industry, but we did some quick explainer videos. Uh, the other best way is to, to call us, get on our, our calendar and tell us your story. So, you know, hey, I've got somebody who this hit a nerve with me and I'd l- tell us what you've been thinking, what, what you'd like to do, what success looks like for it. How, did, how does this person impacting you? Uh, and we might, by hearing your story, we can then tell you what the next steps could be and, and how our process works. And it, um, it's not specifically industry specific. You guys work with manufacturers? From tech, manufacturers, engineering firms, dog grooming business, fisheries. It's been all over the board. PR, CPA firms, Everybody has the, the pro- every industry has the problem of keeping great people. You guys getting in the craft brewery business? Yes, it's a, it's a fast moving business right now. So it's very, it, believe it or not, it's very difficult to keep still because a couple have, who have come forward have quickly been swept up or merged or acquired. And we joke about it all the time and how, how many are out there. So hashtag Brett, who's uh, my key employee, if you will, he is, uh, he has, a taste for a brewery. So I feel like I hear about this space all the time. Oh, he likes the double IPAs. He's, he's into those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too much. No, yeah, I was just yeah. kidding. Teasing so, um, okay, as a business owner and listener, action plan on my 
compensation uh, incentive plans? What's uh, what do I need to do? What what are some keys for me? Yeah, if you want if you want help and and to kind of explore the different options, I always say learning is the best way so that you can make a best an educated decision about what works best for you. Easiest way to get on our our calendar is uh, just give us a call at eight seven 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 zero learn. That's eight seven 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 zero five three two seven six. You got that down. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> on paper, yeah. right in front of me. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, fantastic. Uh, thanks for joining us the last couple of weeks. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, stuff our listeners can relate to, you know, and things that we struggle with on a day-to-day basis. So I, I hope it. your voice clears up by next week. Oh, it will. I got another, I got another one to do next week. So, <laughs> Listeners, if you'd like to learn more about Kevin and his company, Intuitive Compensation Group, check out their website at www.intuitivecompensation.com. Or you can message Kevin at kmonahan at financialguide.com. It'll be on the right side of compliance for sure. And as always, if you like this week's episode of Unsuitable on Ray Radio, please like it and share it with your friends and colleagues. And don't forget to check out the video of this past episode and future episodes of the podcast. You can find them on Ray and Associates' YouTube page. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed are those of Kevin Monahan. The information provided is not intended and should not be construed as specific tax or legal advice. Neither Intuitive Compensation Group nor Kevin Monahan provides tax or legal advice. You should seek advice from your own tax or legal professional for such guidance. Kevin Monahan is an agent of Massachusetts Mutual Life Insurance Company, Mass Mutual, Springfield, Massachusetts. Intuitive Compensation Group is not a subsidiary or affiliate of Mass Mutual. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.